Hi everyone and welcome to Take 10 for Torah number 785. I hope you all are well. This 10 is sponsored by the Lewis family in memory of Fred Lewis. I wanted to continue our conversation about the mitzvah of Tekiyas Shofar and try to explain why we do this. Why do we blow on a ram's horn? It's actually, to me, a fascinating mitzvah. It's something which is sort of a type of tefillah, it seems, but it's ineffable. We're literally not able to articulate words. It's guttural. It's like our essence, our, our kishkas are coming out through the sound of that shofar. We're supposed to listen to it. It's a mitzvah, to me, which is unlike any other just to hear something, not words that we're meant to understand and take to heart, but just a sound, and it's a fascinating mitzvah. Everybody's probably familiar with the Rambam. The Rambam says in Hilchos Shuvah Perakim HaHalacha Dalet, he says, Afal Pishat Tkiyas Shofar Barosh Hashanah Gezeras HaKosov Remez Yeshbo. Even though, of course, Torah tells us to blow the shofar, still, there's a remez, right? There, there's a way to understand it, something to hand to hold on to. Kilomar, as it says in the Pazag, Uru Yishenim Yishinaschem V'nirdamim Hekitsu Mitird Maschem, the, those who are asleep, the Pasuk says, should arise, they should wake up from their slumber, and those who are sleeping should be awakened, and they should search and investigate their deeds, and they should come back and chuva, and they should remember their Creator. Those are the ones who, you know, they might know the truth, but they forget it in the busyness of everything that they're doing. And they're wasting all their time. And so as the Rambam goes on to say, the idea of the shofar is to wake us up. Literally, you know, there's nothing scarier than a person who forgets that it's the second day of Rosh Chodesh Elul, the first day of Elul, and they start to blow the shofar, and you know, you're a moment uh, you're just ending davening, suddenly to blow the shofar, and it shocks you, it really hits you right there when you know it's coming. It's not quite the same. But that feeling of waking up and, and sort of having it jar your insides, that's what we're after. So I wanted to share with you the Avodraham, brings a uh, list of 10 reasons. This is found in the Art Scroll Sitter, if, if you want to review on the day of Tekiah Shofar. It's usually brought in the section of Shofar. comes from Reb Sadia Gon, and Avodraham quotes them all, and I figure we'll go through them. You'll be able to choose exactly what you like and what works for you. So the first, Hainun Harishan, he says, is because since today is the Tchilas Habriya, the beginning of creation, and this is the day that God created all of the world, Echad B'Tishrei, so the same way kings are at the beginning of their uh, malucha, the beginning of their our, our tenure, their their reign. They have a coronation, a big celebration. So too, we do so in order to understand and sort of bring to physicality that God is the king. Now, wait a few days. Next week, I'm going to talk about this idea of God as king. Why is this the metaphor, king, which is something we choose to designate God as the creator? Why don't we just refer to God as the creator? Why do we use this idea of king and therefore need a coronation with trumpets, with bugles, with horns? But we'll talk about that next week. But that's number one. There's a coronation element to Rosh Hashanah, and that's what we're trying to capture with the sound of the shofar. He then says, habes. He says, who uh, Rosh Hashanah is Rishon Rosh Hashanah is obviously the first of the ten days of Tshuva, the token bo shofar, lahachriz al Roshenu, to have a warning, a warning to us. It's like a warning, a, a bugle call to everybody. Be it known that this is time for a person to improve. He goes on, he says, You know, don't complain about it, because, 
you know, you had your chance, you had your opportunity, had you know you had your opportunity because you heard the shofar. If let's say they put up a new uh, a new law, you know, they post it to the tree, but before they do so, the, the bugler goes and calls out, everybody take a look and see what's going on. So it brings us, it's a call to action. It's a warning, it's a notice, and we're all put on notice to the shofar. Number three, it's there to remind us of the moment of Har Sinai, as we know, and as we will mention in the Musaf of uh, Rosh Hashanah itself, the call shofar chazak ma'od, there was the sound of the shofar. We replicate that sound to remember the moment of revelation, the moment of probably. Um, one of the most greatest and distinct moments of clarity that the Jews have ever had in regard to their relationship with God, that's what we try to recall on this day of Rosh Hashanah, we do so using the shofar. That's number three. So, so far we have coronation, we have this idea of notice, we have this idea of Har Sinai, remembering Har Sinai, now number four. This one I can't tell you I understand completely. He says, To remember the words of the Navi, which came you know, through uh, the Navi from God, which he says in Pasuk in Yechezkel, we see is compared to the shofar sound. So uh, there's something very specific about it, perhaps it's very piercing, because the Navi is literally speaking to the issues of the day, that might be what this means. But again, so far we have coronation, the warning, the notice, we have this idea of Harsinai, and finally fourth, we have that it's like the words of the Navim, which are uh, akin to the shofar. hachamishi, he says, It's in order to remember the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash, to remember the ill, and the travails that can occur if one does not, I guess, deal with their sins in the appropriate way. The call, the sound, he says, of the truas milchemes ha'ivim, that fearful, fearful sound of the enemy's bugles and their charge as their enemy, as their war, warriors and their, their, uh, their armies come close to attempt to vanquish us. Those sounds, we're supposed to imagine a marauding enemy coming in, and that's the risk we face if we are not doing what we're supposed to be doing. So we have coronation, we have a warning of the days of Tshuva, we have Harsinai, we have this idea that we are like the Nevi'im, and here we have a remembrance of the armies, of our enemies, of what can go wrong if we don't do Tshuva right. That's what we're trying to replicate with this shofar. The sixth idea, he says, to remember Akedah Sitzchak, this is one of the more famous ideas. Akedah Sitzchak was an incredible, sublime act of Mesiras Nefesh, of self-sacrifice. So this is the idea of Zechronos. comes up in the Shemon as well, of Musaf of Rosh Hashanah. And again, notice he gives the credit to Yitzchak. Shemasar Nafsho Yitzchak give up his life. Everybody usually gives the credit to Avram. Then why is it called Akedas Yitzchak? But it's called Akedas Yitzchak because we understand Yitzchak was the one who knowingly and willingly went into this, and it's that mysterious nefesh, that self-sacrifice that we recall and we want to learn from in this moment, this first day of the year, this Rosh Hashanah, this time for Tshuva, this time which has all of these important themes going on. Okay, next. Inin Hashvi, Nira it breaks us. It has sort of an emotional effect from this physical action. There's an emotional effect. We tremble. We're humbled. We're fearful. And that feeling is what we're meant to capitalize upon, to use as the engine to motivate ourselves to be able to go and to do tshuva and to tremble before God. That's number seven. It's not a bad day to remember the fact that one day we will all stand before God in judgment. What is 
the the setting of that judgment. What is the I guess the the imagery that we're given in Tzfania? It says Karov Yom Hashem Hagadol Karov Maher Maod. It comes soon. It comes quick. Yom Shofar Utru. It's a day of shofar. So that day, which we have the imagery, will be associated with the shofar, or something we're supposed to be thinking about on this very important day of Rosh Hashanah. The Ha'inian Hatas, and finally, similarly, he has the shofar. Of course, not only does it hearken the Yom Hadin Hagadol, the great day of judgment, where we will all stand before God, but also number nine, he says, is the day of Kibbutz Goliath, the day when all the exiles, all of the Jews, will come finally back to Eretz Israel. All of the Jews from the far corners of the earth will be redeemed, as the Pasuk describes, by Yom Ahu Shofar Gadol. That's a day of Shofar, and that's the day of all of those who are sent away are going to return. So that's what we're supposed to remember. These end of times, the end of times moments, whether, like we said a moment before, the Yom HaDin HaGadol, or Kibbutz Galios, which he says in number 9, or number 10, he concludes, he says, to remember these all-important theological moments, these all-important historical moments of uh, the end of days, where things are going to be as they ought to be. That's what we should remember Rosh Hashanah as we gear up for a new year. So altogether he has ten different ideas. Number one, the idea of coronation. We are going to make God into a melech, a king, and so we use the chatzotzros, or we use the, specifically the shofar, the bugles, to cry out and to call, ba-ba-bam, and here's the king. Then we have the warning, the notice that the king gives when something's up, something's going on. Then number three, we have the moment to, to sort of replicate Har Sinai, where we react we want to react the same way, right? We accepted the Torah, Nasa, Vinishna. We want to jump into Rosh Hashanah with the same fervor and the same excitement. The fourth idea is this idea of it is like the Nevi'im, the Nevi'im and their words, which are particularly relevant and, as I understand it, piercing like the shofar because they were so specific to their time, are akin and compared to the shofar. The fifth idea he said was to remember the Churban Beis HaMikdash and to remember specifically the war cry and the shofar of our enemies. And then the sixth is the Akedah Sitzchak, and to remember his Mesiras Nefesh, his self-sacrifice. The seventh is to Kiyash Shofar, um, that uh, that it has this physical effect of trembling and humbling us and being making us fearful. The eighth, ninth, and tenth are all different elements of end days. Yom HaDen HaGadol, Kibbutz Galios, uh, 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 the exiles returning, and Tchias HaMesim. A lot to think about, but hopefully something should inspire you.